Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews since 1996, and you can read all of my written work there at that website, quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today I'm going to be looking at the third film in the Barbershop series. You might even consider it the fourth film if you consider the spin-off Beauty Shop that came out in 2005. It's called Barbershop The Next Cut. It's a comedy primarily, although it does have heavy dramatic elements from time to time. It's a PG-13 rated film because of sexual material and language. The runtime's an hour and 52 minutes, and the cast includes Ice Cube, of course, Common, Cedric the Entertainer, Lamorne Morris, Michael Rainey Jr., Nicki Minaj, Eve, Utkarsh Ambudkar, Diallo Thompson, Regina Hall, Margot Bingham, Dion Cole, J.B. Smoove, Jasmine Lewis, Anthony Anderson, Tyga, and the director is Malcolm D. Lee. The screenplay is by Kenya Barris and Tracy Oliver. Before I get into the review, I just want to give a little bit of a uh, an aside, which is the relative worthlessness of Rotten Tomatoes as far as gauging how good a movie is. This film, at the time of this recording, is currently sporting a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's after 48 film critics have chimed in. That makes it, according to Rotten Tomatoes, the best film in the series by far, and one of the better films of 2016, and I will say that, in my opinion, it is neither. I would say the amount of people that consider Barbershop the next cut superior to the first film in the series would be slim to almost none, and yet it's currently getting a lot higher score than the first one, and I'm not really sure why. Maybe this is just one of those cases of so many bad comedies have come out, so a mediocre one coming out seems like it's great, especially one that's not an R-rated raunch fest. Maybe it seems refreshing in this day and age. But I will assure you that, you know, you can quibble about whether this one's better or worse than Barbershop 2 back in business or even Beauty Shop, but definitely is not deserving of a post 90% on Rotten Tomatoes as far as I'm concerned, because this movie is in the middle of the pack at best. So Barbershop The Next Cut's a much belated comedy sequel because it's coming out 12 years after the previous Barbershop entry, and that doesn't include the, the spin-off Beauty Shop. It picks up mostly where we left off, even though it's a decade later. We have this Barbershop slash hair salon that's currently being run by Calvin Palmer Jr., played by Ice Cube. It's located in Chicago's South Side, and it's been serving the community with the best in style and the choicest of conversation about a wide variety of topics, both political and banal. No longer worried about the gentrification occurring in the prior chapter of Barbershop 2 back in business, the folks at the now unisex shop still have major issues in Chicago to contend with, most notably in the escalating gun and gang violence that's been running rampant around the Chicago neighborhoods and has given the city the unenviable nickname of Chirac. This one's directed by Malcolm D. Lee, the cousin of director Spike, who also directed a film about Chicago in his latest outing, Chirac, coincidentally. Malcolm D. Lee is the helmer of the Best Man series of films, like just recently he had the Best Man Holiday. The next cut is a wildly mixed bag. It comes to life in fits and starts, mostly when the large ensemble are talking about interesting observations about such things as politics, about race, about gender explorations, and also the image of the black community, not only the image to the rest of society, but also within themselves. There are a few thinly developed plot threads that emerge, 
But they mostly bog down the fun of the film. One involves Calvin's teenage son, Jalen, who's not only beginning to become a bit rebellious, as most 14-year-old kids tend to do, but he's also being recruited to joining a local gang. As a result, protective papa Calvin wants to move his shop to Chicago's less dangerous north side, although he doesn't really have the gumption to give his co-workers a heads up before exploring new locations. Nevertheless, Pulling up shop doesn't really stop Calvin from trying to stop violence in the community by asking a couple of patrons who lead opposing gangs to call a 48-hour truce in some sort of unintelligible viral marketing campaign where they offer free beauty and hairstyling to the community as a means to spotlight the need for coming together. Not that they know that much about viral marketing at all because they've chosen a hashtag that's like 30 characters long. Barbershop saves the neighborhood is the hashtag that they want everybody to use, which seems absolutely absurd. At least you could call it the hood instead of the neighborhood just to save all those characters and be able to say a little bit more to the people you're trying to reach. But this is a film that doesn't make a lot of sense if you really want to analyze the strategy involved here. The overall vibe of the film is pretty stiff, at least compared to prior entries, with the normally fun, wisecracking banter that occurs between the motley personalities. It comes off as very forced and wooden much of the time, instead of that kind of free-flowing and more effortless chemistry that we're accustomed to. This is a film that uses archetypes among its characters who coincidentally enjoy talking about stereotypes among characters and each member of the crew contributes one specific function and basically ceases to exist if a scene doesn't require their specific use for some sort of corny laugh line or maybe a sassy soapbox worthy sermon at nearly two hours it's vastly overlong there's far too much time given to side stories that have absolutely no relevancy to the anti-violence message of the film and that don't have any payoff. One involves the local scam artist JD who has been in the series since the first film. He's played by a returning Anthony Anderson. He's trying to fleece the community through a food truck business and he claims to raise funds for the Boys and Girls Club but he intends to keep most of the money raised for himself. That's neither amusing nor resonant for the film. Could have been trimmed out altogether and the film would have been better off for it. Another side story that could have used some serious trimming involves the marital issues that occur between hunky barber Rashad, played by Ice Cube's former feud mate in the rap game Common, making his debut in the series here, and his co-worker wife Terry, played by Eve. You know, this leaves an opening for Rashad's admirer in the beauty shop, Drea, to make her move on him. This is the kind of stuff that you'd expect from one of Lee's best man films, but this merely pads an already padded out film beyond the capacity to hold, and it really doesn't offer a lot of entertainment, you know, and it certainly doesn't deserve 20, 25 minutes worth of screen time to explore. Other than that, the film seeks to tackle a host of social issues, and it does offer up plenty of topical discussions, and yet it doesn't really offer up any legitimate solutions to any of them, except perhaps to state that the neighborhood will always be full of problems, so let's just do the best we can and not abandon our brothers and sisters in a time of crisis. Still, you have to question the earnestness of a message of not uprooting for money and better opportunities elsewhere, and a film that is bookended by an Ice Cube voiceover pumping up the fact that he never ditched his community of Chicago when, with the exception of a few aerial shots, Barbershop, the next cut, 
is filmed entirely in Atlanta, which completely subverts the message of the film about never abandoning Chicago and what a great place it is for the community. You know, I've been to a lot of barbershops in my day, and I've never been to one as boutique as the one that Calvin has in Southside Chicago. You know, especially one that's supposed to be seen as the choice of the street in which all of the neighborhood's gang leaders actually would go to. You know, this is a very spacious space, very neat and tidy and very clean. It's complete with snacks. It's got condiments. It's got everything you need all in one stop shop. All of its employees look like they're completely fresh from a posh makeover at no, no matter what time of day, even when they're at home, uh, just getting up in the morning, they look absolutely like they have been one of the people who have gone there for a full day spa. Even the private storage area in the back is abundantly spacious. It's brightly lit. It's meticulously organized and you could almost start another shop within just the back closet. Barbershop The Next Cut plays mostly like a highlight reel for a season of a television show than it does a full-length feature. And I think that TV is probably where a property like Barbershop would be better served because on television would be the kind of character development that would be needed for us to care about such things as who loves whom and all of the dramatic turns that sometimes take place between the employees that seem to have significance to them. It's never translated fully to us in the audience as we watch the film. This element of giving short shrift to characterizations is especially glaring because the film eventually takes a big dramatic turn late in the proceedings. Many in the audience will probably be left wondering who the person is that suffered this particular tragedy and why this person is so important that a police officer would stop by to notify the barber shop employees of this tragic event instead of the next of kin you know what makes them so significant it just doesn't make sense however i will say since this isn't a tv series with rich story arcs but a two-hour film there's so much more that needed to be in the screenwriting and in the editing phase to be judicious about the amount of characters and plots and subplots that you want to inject and still try to keep things buoyant and light and carefree or even poignant when it needs to be. I suppose it's perhaps the most glaring of the ironies that Barbershop, the next cut, is that despite the fact that there are scissors and shavers in abundance all around the shop, the script itself is the thing that could have used a serious trim. Despite its 92% rating currently I'm going to ignore what the vast majority of critics are saying and give Barbershop the next cut two stars because I don't think that it's as good as Barbershop 2. I don't think it's as good as Beauty Shop, which I both gave two and a half stars to. I definitely don't think it's as good as Barbershop, which I gave three stars to. It is just too unwieldy. It doesn't offer as much laughs as I think the other films do. And Malcolm D. Lee, he's about as good as the scripts he's given, but he doesn't really offer that much to make the repartee between the people come off as genuine. And I think that that genuineness, that chemistry among the cast is really what's needed to make this even passable. So two stars out of four is the best I can give Barbershop. Even though I like these actors, I like the characters, I really do think that they should have cut the cast by half and cut the amount of story threads by half, and we'd have a much better film here. 
Thanks everyone for listening, and I do hope that you enjoyed the review enough to click the subscribe button. I do want to say before I leave here today that I'm actually going on a three-day weekend trip, so I won't be catching any other of the new films until probably a few days from the time of this recording. So, so those of you who are looking for my take on the remake of The Jungle Book will have to wait about a week or week and a half. And I know that I like to tout that I record this review show on a mostly daily basis, but I wanted to give you the heads up that there's going to be about four or five days before I record my next review. If you've been a long-time listener, I do hope that you enjoy the show. And if you want to show your support, I encourage you to go to iTunes and leave a review and let other people know that this is a show that is worth checking out for all of the latest in film reviews. Until next time, thanks everyone for listening. I'll talk to you within the course of a week. If you do happen to see a movie that I haven't reviewed, that you still have a great time and let me know. Send me an email. Go to quipster.net for the contact details. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R dot net. 